0: Sorry, that's my alarm, everyone. Harry Potter. I've got to get Harry Potter tickets. What is that alarm? Why do you think you sound like R&B? I don't know. I just picked it. It's better than God, it's... some of the ones on there. Ah, ah, ah. That's, that's what I do to a dog who's about to steal my food. Ah, ah ah. <laughs> ah, ah. Ah, 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 That's an alarm tune, isn't it? Ching, ching, ching. Ching, ching, ching. Yeah, that's mine. Is it? No, it's not, but it is on there. Ching, ching, ching. Ching, 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 Sorry, everyone. Harry Potter tickets have been released for the Cursed Child, and I've already seen it once, but I'm desperate to see it again. Why don't you just look in the mirror?
1: Yeah. Ding, ding,
0: ding, 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 ding. Dubstep. Ding, 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 ding. Punk. You're a wizard, Harry. Um, I think you should have a Harry Potter-themed dragons night next season. Can you imagine? That would actually be good, but we're, we'd be quite slithering. wouldn't yeah, we? Yeah, but you are. You're all evil. Oh, well, don't you because are. I'm st- still a touchy subject, dragons, as we can. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that now. Hang on. Th- I've got to get on this oh, website. Sure. If I don't get Harry Potter tickets again, I'm going to be furious. This week on episode seven of Balls, we discuss cheating your way to an Olympic medal... Wales's fastest fullback Lauren Dykes joins the 100 club, and why ball boys and ball girls have ruffled Mia's feathers. So, everyone, welcome to Da 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 <laughs> Welcome to Bulls episode 07 <laughs> Oh, you'd be the baddie, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd be yours. <laughs> Especially with those teeth. Hey, teeth with a double F. Welcome to Bulls episode seven. We are back. There's not been a seven week break. Unfortunately for you, it's just been about oh, less than seven days. We're on it. hmm How's everyone been? Any news? Well, preferably uh, sporty. I've got it. I've got some exciting news. I played hockey again on Saturday. Oh, hang on, you're pregnant, aren't you? Oh God, don't! What? <laughs> Do is you not that? see on Insta story yesterday? No. My April Fools backfired. I thought it'd be really. No, fun. it just worked. Yeah, I know, but it worked a little bit too much. Basically, I put on my Insta story. I went, got some news, everyone, then put a scanned picture of twins, and I had people going, "Oh my God, this is incredible news! Congratulations." And then my sister went, you better take that down or else you're going to get trolled. Um, but yeah. in the end, I kind of like, everyone was like, oh, that'd be really cute. And I'm, in the end, I kind of want, I want twins. They're going to be born in <laughs> no, October. You, you
1: don't. You, you don't want twins. You really don't. You don't. I do. You can't look after yourself.
0: <laughs> Ouch. As <laughs> <So laughs> the 20-year-old. Charlie. 22 year old. 22 year old Charlie. I did an April fall in my year five
2: cross country class yesterday. So, literally, they rocked up. You
1: made them do cross country.
2: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, they rocked up. And literally, they're so keen. Like, they, act, like, I don't know what it is about kids, but they just love running. It. So, it turned up and I was like, right, guys, it's cold. I usually talk for too long at the start. When I'm going to warm up, just get straight into it. If we start now, we'll be finished by the end of the lesson in an hour. He's um, just doing 10 massive laps of all the rugby pitches. And it's like, I don't know, six rugby pitches on there. And a few of them were like, fist pumping, like, yes! Yes, the ones who knew they were going to be at the front. There was a couple who looked like they were going to cry at the back. And then um, one little boy at the front did say, Miss, is this legal? And I was like, yes, thank you. And if none of you are sick by the end, then we're doing it again. <laughs> off you go. And they literally all sprinted off to do it. And they blew my whistle. I was That's like, so
0: oh. cute. But, but how cute that they were actually up for it. I love an April Fool's more than anyone you know, because oh. my mum from literally from the age of like, we could get it. So the classic one, oh my God, it's snowing. We jump up go oh, and then be disappointed. That's so <laughs> nasty. Answer. But the best one she ever did, and I still to this day cannot describe the excitement. She said, Beth and Hannah, wake up. We've got, we've had a disaster. The washing machine's broken. The whole downstairs is full of bubbles. <laughs> <How> <laughs> I was about seven. Seven, all right. Can you imagine the excitement? <laughs> I had this, life like, yippee! <laughs> and obviously there were no bubbles. So, thanks, <laughs> Mum. Um, yeah, let's get back to the why we're here, talking about all things, well, meant to be sports, isn't it? Yeah, it's only going off that, isn't it? But yeah, as long as people keep tuning in. So, since we last spoke, we've both played sport. Let me talk about mine first, because it's quite an achievement. I... I've only played two games with Swansea Spartans this season and guess what happened in both
1: of them? You scored again.
0: Yep, scored again. Did you win though? We won 5-0 okay. and it meant that we finished fourth in the EHL Conference West and this year England Hockey are changing around all the leagues so we had to finish top six and we actually finished fourth which is really good for Wales's top women's hockey club. We're all still going the old guard and we've got some incredible young players coming through as well. So, But it was really funny because I had to had bulletins get up at four did that till 12, rushed down to Swansea, played, scored, we were winning like 5-0. I was like, sounds oh. like a tough match. Well, it was. <laughs> 20 minutes ago, I was like, I have to go now. I've got to get to the Blinking Dragons match. And they were like, what, you just scored and turned up and got going. I was like, yeah, priorities. That's what I do. And then I ended up going to watch an incredibly exciting Celtic Dragons match. Do you know anything about that, Nia? I know there was a match. It wasn't
2: exciting. Well, it was exciting. Uh, for, for people watching or Stars fans. So yeah. let's
0: um, talk about that. So you lost 50... Briefly, please. 50, okay, 53-52 so, to Stars. And it was a crack of a match. Um, you were winning by eight goals and you then lost by one. And it was a bit of a f- frantic couple of minutes at the end, wasn't it? Yeah,
2: um, Can I just say, we were winning by eight goals for about five seconds, okay? So it wasn't like we, you know, but I think genuinely we were the better side for probably 52 minutes of that match out of the 60. Um, They started really well. They went about 4-1 up. We clawed it back, 14-0 first quarter. Uh, We pulled ahead in the second, pulled ahead in the third. And then last quarter, um, went to sleep. Absolutely had a nap on court, I think. And then slowly, you know, a couple of umpiring decisions we didn't react very well to. A couple of our um reliable players that to go off for different reasons, blood and an injury and we it just stifled our rhythm a little bit and right at the death stars nicked it and I still feel like I'm staring into space on that court right now. But there is some good news. You did win a call. Did I? Yeah. What do you mean?
0: It was the first time I think I've seen you actually get a decision for you. Thank you. I appreciate that because I can't wait to do a study on this when I'm yeah. finally finished. We'll we'll um we'll do a ball study. And at the end I the cringe alert bit was hysterical when you were signing autographs. <laughs> You know, if anyone's met Nia, she obviously loves the fan part of it, and the fans I don't, love, they love and me, and fan loves Nia. But there was one part which I was literally dying, thinking, "Please be quiet, because this girl doesn't need a bigger head." They were chanting "Nia, Nia" to go over to sign <laughs> autographs. I was like, "Please stop this! I cannot deal." How does it feel to be wanted by such a young fan group? Um, yeah, it's cute, isn't it?
2: It's cute. And um, then I just, you know, just for a them to hand me a sharpie and me squiggle something in my wrist, but that's it. No, it's lovely, they're the most loyal fans, honestly, because we've not given them much to cheer about over the past couple of seasons so, you know, if they found the match entertaining,
0: um, that's the main thing I'm really sorry, but I really can't get out the image of Harry Potter themed next year you like to do that copyright, do you think? I we'll have to call it Parry. I, I don't reckon J.K.
2: Rowling's going to be that bothered that sport whales are chiming out Hedwig's theme, if I'm honest.
1: Yeah, to be fair, she keeps on just changing the story anyway, so, you know, <laughs> she can just change the netballs in the films. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, sorry, the books for the purists.
0: <laughs> Guys, I'm down to 8,758 people in front of me. It's going to be <laughs> yeah, a long yeah. day. Um, okay, let's less like Winaldi say, there's another checkout opening. Who's next? Or oh, don't even get... Is there a worse anxiety than having to scramble your food at the end of an Aldi till. No, but I did listen to the
2: theory on why they're so rushy. Go on. Obviously, the food is a lot cheaper than other supermarkets. So the way that they can sort of make profit is that they rush as many transactions through as they
0: can.
1: I think that's absolute They pay their staff really well, though. I don't care. Which doesn't make sense. Yeah, but you like I'm quite organised when I do a food shop, so I like lay my bags out. Did a food shop last night on my own. But you I can't. Was, like, there's not even bliss. space
0: for a bag. There's space for about one tin.
1: Yeah, so you put your trolley there, <laughs> like line your bags up, and you just smash them all in at once. G- Why did you, you just
0: spank your microphone then? Goodness James. me, <laughs> I don't to Just smashing in your mushy peas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you you Who know, likes I don't want to
0: see that image ever again in my life Sorry. Thanks Charlie You're listening to Balls with Beth Fisher And I'm Nia Jones um, A story I want to talk about is um, Last week the four man Bob Slate team Actually got promoted to bronze medal From Sochi 2014 Obviously there was a Welsh uh, man in that Bruce Tasker, as well uh, And it's kind of a real Something that really gets my blood boiling And it's happened to so many athletes And you always hear the sob stories don't you But for me the fact that how many years? Well, we're talking five years later. It, uh, Bruce would have been the first Welsh athlete to win a medal at a Winter Olympics, which means now Laura Dees wasn't. I mean, she was quite pleased about that. She didn't care. Oh, she but, won't mind. Yeah. But <laughs> thoughts on that, really? And I don't know what it is
2: about <coughs> doping scandals, but it really does rub people up the wrong way. You know, there's there's, there's plenty out there that actually say, well... If you just facilitate it and you let it be and you you say that doping is permitted, then, you know, at least at least everybody would be on a level playing field. But, you know, the whole concept of the Olympic Games is that it's fair and it's amateur and, you know, it's sort of that like rags to riches sort of story. And I just think, you know, we had this discussion about medals last week. The medal, that little piece of metal isn't the important bit it's actually the moment of seeing your name come up in third, second, first. You know, that moment with your teammates, having your family there. Um, it's the go, going well. up on well. yeah, going up on the podium. Um, you know, especially if it's a gold medal here in the anthem, it's those memories that actually are the important bits, not that piece of medal around your neck. So I I, th- I imagine, obviously, it's bittersweet for those athletes, but I don't think there'll be much comfort to them.
0: I remember reading um, about Goldie Sayers who basically, she said, um, she retired wondering about the what's ifs that would follow her into a future because basically eight years after waiting Sayers was told that she retrospectively was awarded the bronze medal. Now for her, she said she was initially happy, but she'd been chasing something that had eluded her. Then suddenly when she's driving down the M11, she had it. And Mm. now she's really angry because, you know, especially for, I'd say Olympic sports like javelin or any sport where it's funded, that is the difference between maybe another four year cycle of funding. It's, it's, Kind of the elation, isn't it? It's the it,
2: it's it's everything though. It's jobs. It could be jobs in in the media. It could be um, an MBE, for instance. You know, you're seeing so many um, medalists now getting recognition from obviously the queen and getting further jobs and um, exposure from obviously medals that they're winning fourth is got to be the most agonizing position to finish in. And to know that you're finishing, these would have known that those, those finishing above them were cheated. They'll have known they can't say anything. They can't prove it.
0: But yeah, as you say, you know, her Olympic moment was driving down the M11. It's disgusting. And another example, Kelly Sutherton was owed two medals, one from the relay, one from the heptathlon where she finished fifth. So she finished fifth and she got bumped up. Mm. You know, and I just think it's it's a, it's a larger issue. And obviously doping, especially in cycling, has been a huge um, kind of controversy, isn't it, over the last few years with several, you know, athletes. And for me, I just have this <laughs> kind of... I, d- I don't know whether it's really an opinion, but I, I think personally, I think... Obviously, you've got two TUEs, haven't you? For those who don't know, you have to... If you've got asthma or you're taking a drug for something... It's called a therapeutic
2: exemption form that your doctor can... Um, right for you um, basically to explain that you must take this medication even though obviously it might contain some um, elements that are on the
0: banned list but they need this medication for a specific medical condition. And we had um, Maria Sharapova that um, case with her saying she had to take it for a heart condition. Now this is my only personal opinion. I think personally even if you have asthma (coughs) that you shouldn't be able to have a TUE. I think that if you have any ailment, I've had steroid I I mean when I was trying to get Alarm. I for God's sake, Harry Potter, stop. Crikey. Carry on. 7,000... No, 7,676. Oh, we're getting million. closer, guys. Um, I personally think that if you've got something wrong with you, then tough luck, That sport.
2: But sort of in line with that, you know, I think I saw an article at the time with the Sharapova incident, that, you know, she was claiming, and it might well be true, that it was for a specific medical condition that previously wasn't on the, the banned list, let's just say, and it was added. Now... You know, even us as very amateur Welsh netball players are informed when this changes to that list. Sharapova, as, you know, superstar that she is, I'm adamant she would have been told that's been added to the list. They chose to ignore it, which is fine. But, you know, if you think about caffeine, caffeine is a performance-enhancing drug, okay? Mm -hmm. Whether it's on the list or not, it increases alertness. Does that include caffeine? It decreases reaction time. Uh, Paracetamol, you know, that can have... Um, effects on lowering your body temperature which ultimately is going to help you feel better and perform better um, ibuprofen has an anti-inflammatory obviously ingredient so they are all versions of performance enhancing drugs because it, it makes your body feel better to perform they're just not yet on the banned list mm,
0: good point, good point so uh, do you agree with me then therefore that basically TUE shouldn't exist and then actually no, there's no shadow of what people are taking because you know the Bradley Wiggins thing was, was an interesting one and Chris Froome saying they then had asthma
2: on. I know, but then if I think of asthmatic teammates, you know, say they weren't allowed to TUE and they choose to still pursue sport, and heaven forbid they had a really, you know, a bad asthma attack, but well, they're not allowed to take their pump.
0: Okay, I mean Or really I've, ha-
2: got, I've also got a teammate who's got um, who's had heart surgery and she must take beta blockers and she has got a TUE for that. You know, are you saying that okay you can't compete at all?
0: Well, I'm saying I I don't know that you have just I- got
2: to die in the court.
0: Wow! Well, I said it. (laughs) Where are you in the queue? (laughs) Seven thousand three hundred twenty-seven. But what I'm saying is, we're talking about elite sports people. But are you the best of the best if you have a condition? Yes,
1: David Beckham had asthma.
0: I mean, Steve Redgrave had diabetes. He
2: won five. But this is what I'm saying. That's fine.
0: And I'm uh, absolutely. That's fine.
2: Oh, by the way, Steve, your diabetes is fine with Beth Fisher (laughs) on Balls Pod. (laughs)
0: You did very well, congratulations. Die, you did very
1: well. Dybex, she said it's chill. What I'm saying is,
0: <laughs> what I'm saying is... is that it's all
1: good, don't worry about it. Th-
0: there are people, there are athletes that take advantage of ailments. ailments. So the only way you could possibly get rid of that is if you get rid of TUEs.
2: The only way you can get rid of doping is if
0: you ban these athletes for life. I
2: don't 100% think, agree I don't with
0: that. Ban, it for, ban them for life. So I'll give you this example then. See, let, let me see how you feel about this. You're saying a life ban, okay? Reese Williams went up as, I think he was athletics captain. Um, huge career that you couldn't get a more passionate Welshman although that matters he was in camp he was dragged out basically he'd failed a drug test from another uh, uh, testing from another competition okay him and Gareth Warburton hmm. um, it actually turns out a legal case and he's been found innocent because the company that was supplying him and Gareth with um, what do you call it uh, supplements supplements was, was Dodge
2: right yep. I've been at countless anti-doping workshops right and the, they sound fun the message that they hammer home every single time is that it is your 100 percent responsibility what goes in your mouth now they do touch, they do touch they <laughs> do touch upon supplements and uh, you know they can't control whether you take them or not because you know mostly athletes do to you know increase rate of recovery or whatever but there are certain brands that I even as a netballer who gets tested maybe once a year maximum wouldn't go anywhere near. Okay, mm. And this was a small town co- uh, company, a Welsh small company, hadn't sponsored any other athletes. Whether they, you know, I'm sure it was an accident on their behalf as the company as well, but you cannot control c- cross-contamination. Yep, okay. And for those athletes, uh, obviously, you know, probably the peak of their careers, to choose an amateur company to supply their supplements, I think is totally naive.
0: I had a bit of a nightmare once in a drug test. So if those who don't know, you get, well... It, it, well let's talk about that, because a lot of people won't know the protocol so happens. So it could be a training competition, whatever, okay? And you have you, the, it's the dreaded, who are these people in suits? And they always have the same face, don't they? Yeah, they do. And that you get told. And, you, and even though you know that you've not taken anything, I always have that, oh my gosh, well, I was very found guilty. But then you, I don't know if it happens in netball, but you get pulled out the hat, who's going to be tested? They can randomly select now. So it used to be, okay...
2: We'll just randomly select, but when they came in, so we went just before Gold Coast last year, they literally came to watch a trainer session, our final trainer session, and they physically picked out myself, <laughs> Beth and Dyke, and Kelly Morgan. Do they, they think because you were in like, a big session? They were like, whoa, clearly. she's huge but Look at her deltoids. she's, she's got to be. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, so I was picked once, and um, so you then are taken away, aren't you? And you've got to then, we, in a test tube. But you don't just um, wee and um, a test I mean, tube.
2: It's not a test tube. but That's very accurate urination. It's a little um, glass beaker. Okay, fine,
0: yeah. <laughs> test tube thing. <laughs> I'm just, I, I want it to be Get your accurate. Benson burner out. Um, <laughs> but the worst thing is they have to watch you wee into it. And I, when I say watch, you have to basically show all your bits and bobs. You have to lift your T-shirt up. And pull your trousers right down to your
2: ankles like you're on a roadside, you know, but just before you get to the little chef, but you're dying for a wee and your dad picks you up from behind. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, Cheers, kids. Just parents say, out there will know what I mean.
0: Can I just say, did you ever have in the, the drug test talk the fake Willy? Um, are you sure that wasn't sex ed at Howells? No, I'm telling you right. So they used to, what? so they'd go through what people d- would do to try and fake um, urine. What? Do you know what?
2: I don't know why they're doing that because they're teaching people how to no. I'm to sorry. To this
0: willy caused havoc in the room. They went. Well, I bet in the hockey the...
2: girls' room, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pulled it out, and I, I just can't understand how anyone would think that that was real. I mean, I'm not. Anyway, let's not go there about me and Willies. But I'm just saying, It looked like a corn version of a willy. Qu- hang on, corn, corn or corn? Corn. Okay, corn. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I can't look
2: at Mo Faraday the same way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pale. <laughs> Right. It looks like one of those sausages. Right. And then also as well, there's also this pressure of weeing in front of someone. Obviously, you've trained, so you're dehydrated. So you're all sitting there literally twiddling your thumbs. If anyone's obviously been to the doctors and tried to wee in things, these are a bit wider, aren't they? But basically, cut long story short, I weed over it. Did you miss? I
1: missed. I missed. I
0: have I half got it in, but it dribbled down the sides. But, but
2: you must, so from the minute that they select you, you must stay within eyesight of that um, tester until you produce a sample. So if it takes you half an hour, if you need to go, you're not allowed to shower, but if you need to go and grab your bag, if you need to go and see somebody, whatever it is, they must come with you at all times. So it's pretty, you know, because of obviously, these are the measures that they've had to take because people can sneak off and maybe get a wee sample from somebody else. Like Beth said, the use of catheters is becoming more... It wasn't catheter, it was a
0: full-on fake willy.
2: Well, okay, yeah. But you must also produce, there's a minimum amount that you must produce. So when, when myself, Beth and Kelly went in, um, I can't remember who it was it might have been best she didn't produce enough obviously as you say you're dehydrated but then you want a neck water but also it's got to be a certain concentration or they can't get the right levels out of it so there's there's quite a lot to it and there's there's a big long form and you must write down every bit of medication or anything that you might have taken in the past um,
1: do, you, do you keep that week. like in the notes of your phone, so you always have that on you because obviously like if, especially if you're like on a new medication or you've had to take something that morning, do you always have what you've taken on your phone ready? So you should do. I mean,
2: if it's something like paracetamol or ibuprofen, tend not to, you just tend to remember that you've taken that. And even if it's flagged up, you know, you're not gonna get pulled up for those things. But.
0: you can if look now, there's a there's a really cool website where you just literally put in the serial number, isn't it? Yeah, there? there's
2: an app called Global Drow, and it's r- super easy. You can type in LEMSIP, um, put your sport in, put in that you're an athlete, and it pops up whether it's prohibited or not prohibited in competition and out of competition. Um, what you must do then is take a screenshot to prove that you've made that search so that if anything did come up, maybe, I don't know, um, above average concentration levels of that in there, because obviously there's caps to how much you can have, then you've got that proof to back you up.
1: Is LEMSIP cleared?
2: Do you know, there's there's one version of LEMSIP, and I'm not going to quote it because then people start panicking about LEMSIP. Um, it, it's, it's a max version, and it might be like an American version, but that is actually prohibited in some sports in competition. But um, I would just say if anybody's competing at any sort of international pathway level, they just get global jokes. It's super easy, and there's no excuses. Except there's one thing that isn't on there, and that is supplements.
0: Oh, interesting.
2: Only
1: pharmaceutical drugs. See, we're not just you know having a laugh. Educational balls pods. This is probably oh, serious one to date. hundred percent me. Four thousand
0: two hundred and ninety-two.
1: So it's gone to three thousand in about. Kind oh, feel, wait, like, that's 10 minutes. I feel <laughs> like I'm
0: at Alton Towers here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on. Um, obviously, by, by the time this recording goes out, it might have already happened. But um, Lauren Dykes this week makes her hundredth cap for Wales. She becomes the second player. For men and women behind Jess Fishlock on 115 to make that on and out, you would have played with Lauren Nia. Mm-hmm. So just explain, can you explain, like for, for me, 100 caps in any sport is incredible. But for a woman in football in Wales, mm. it's quite an achievement. Amazing. And do you know what? We don't
2: have, or over the years, we haven't had that many matches in a calendar year. So obviously much better now. They're having much um, much more fixtures, you know, friendlies being organised, much more um, camps. But actually, you know, way back when, when Lauren first started out, they might have had a couple of international fixtures a year. So as you say, for her to still be hungry enough to chase that figure, still be fit enough to be, you know, gaining a starting spot in that squad, um, it's amazing. And you know, for any anybody who's played with Lauren, will say exactly the same thing. She is the ultimate professional. Absolutely lovely. So humble, down to earth. You know, if you met her, you wouldn't know she had a hundred caps of Wales because she'd never mention it and she'd never, you know, sort of celebrate it. Um, I was saying on the radio the other night for Radio Wales, she's a world class at being a steady Eddie, and that's not a criticism. That is just she is super, super reliable. She's an unsung hero of that squad. You know that the attacking players always in any sport get the accolades, but actually she is a rock at that back. She's not going to try and do a silly step over or try and you know play away out of danger. She is just super reliable. She knows what to do at the right time and above all the biggest compliment is that she's an, uh, a fantastic teammate she's you know she's always on hand
0: yeah and i spoke to um jane ledlow about her as well because what i find quite fascinating having been through kind of the era where in a women's sport and it's not obviously i played hockey not football is that the lack of support you get and i and i don't mean that in terms of from the coaches just in terms of the setup so medical um psychology you know the likes of that and what i ca- found Quite interesting is the way Jane said, you know, back when Lauren started and, you know, the lot, probably the last eight years of her career, I think she she had a debut in 2007. It's all the stuff she had to do on her own, which has mm. made her the true professional. Not many players do that.
2: No. And, you know, so many players will probably say that they're talented enough or fit enough to play for Wales. But when it's an amateur sport like it is, like Welsh international football is for women, um... A lot of it is: Can you commit your time? Do you want to commit your time? You know, the weekends, the driving for a club team. She'll be driving eight hours, playing a match, maybe not playing a match, driving out, driving eight hours back, and then she's up for work the next morning. She's training before work, after work, to sustain that routine. For you know, 100 caps on Thursday is is amazing.
0: Yeah, I did. I'm doing a little piece on it, uh, or I've done, depending on when you listen to this. A little piece on it, and it was. I don't know if it will make the cut, but um, we interviewed um, some of the girls she coaches. So on a Monday, Wednesday night, she coaches. An, an under 15 development team in Menach, which, it, do you know what? It was incredible. There were like 40, 50 girls there, mm. which, like, and, you know, and I was like messing around with them at the beginning and they were blinking good. Some of them were like eight years old. I was so jealous. But the funniest thing, we interviewed these two girls about her and they went, the, one of the, the quieter ones went, Yeah, she really doesn't like it when I nab mega. I thought it oh, was really sweet. <laughs> I thought it was so sweet. But it is, it, you know, I spoke to Lauren as well. She's probably the reluctant centurion, doesn't she? she? It's all about. You know, um, it's all about the team for her. And a bit like, that's a bit like Chris Gunter, who I think's the highest captain. I think he's on 94. He's very much very quiet in the background. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in a team sport, you need the characters, you need the steady eddies, you need just the quiet people, don't you, to make a team.
2: Yeah, and, you know, it's something, when you're a young player, all you crave is experience, and then it seems the media, as soon as you're experienced, they're counting your days of when you're going to retire. Oh, don't get me
0: started on that. But,
2: but honestly, you know, coming off the back of the last campaign and Lauren's been in a lot of campaigns that have been nearly misses, we've just missed out. So to now for those younger players and even the experienced players to look around that changing room before a match that maybe they're not expected to win and see a Lauren Dykes, who, by the way, is absolutely raps. She is so fast, okay? She, you, you might not notice it because she doesn't have to do that many recovery runs because her is great, but she is absolutely rapid. To look around the change room and have a head like hers in there, it's it's a comfort, and it's somebody you want on your team.
0: Yeah, and she's also the captain of Bristol City um, who are in the FA Women's Super League, and I've obviously covered that that for, for um, the women's show, and she is, you know, you can just tell she has that demeanour, is isn't it? and that's interesting, and you may be another subject about different types of captains and styles, but, you know, I think... I, I've certainly had them in my day with hockey, you know, the, the likes of Sarah Powell, who, by the way, tweeted saying that she normally disagrees with everything we yeah, say. Yeah, what the
2: hell, Sarah?
1: That's good. I to mean, have it's them. good, it's,
2: yeah. But anyway, moving Getting on. Getting people thinking. Um, Maybe she just means with you, which.
1: And I'd if you do want to get involved in the conversation, it's.
2: Oh, yes. Crikey, we've not
0: done any of that. It's. No, you're, this. that's your job.
2: On Twitter, we are at BallsPod, and we're available on SoundCloud, Apple, and Spotify. Yeah. Sarah, if you'd like to come on the show, please let us know. You can disagree on air.
0: You're listening to Balls with Beth Fisher. And I'm Nia Jones. Um, okay, so congratulations to Lauren Dykes on that achievement. Incredible. Um, and let's move on to something a little bit more, how can we put it, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, the ball bag, which for those who've not heard about it before, it is an imaginary bag where we put things in which we don't want in our lives or just don't like. So far, we've got in it. Uh, Paul Lintz, Coleslaw,
2: not Coleslaw. Don't put Coleslaw in, I love it. I quite like Coleslaw. downs.
0: Cats, glass, glass trophies. trophies. That's it, isn't
1: it? I feel like there might be one more other thing we're missing. Let us know on Twitter.
0: Oh, crikey.
1: We're definitely going to get copyrighted for this.
2: I'm not putting James Bond in, by the way, but it's just episode 007.
0: <laughs> okay,
2: okay if, you could, if you could have one uh, gadget, what would it be? Um, Something to hurry you up in the Harry Potter queue, because it's annoying me now. 2719. A wand. A wand. Oh.
1: Mm. That's not in Bond. Oh yeah, any it. a gadget from Bond.
2: Oh. Can the gadget be a wand? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a ma- I'm not a massive Bond fan. Oh, I watched a couple of the Piers ones on VHS, but that's about it. Um,
1: um
0: mine would be um the Jag car.
1: Mine be the Aston Martin DB six. I just said Jag, but we've got a big geek here. Yeah. Well, <she's laughs> nah. like, anyway, you're like moving a black car. <laughs> 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 a car. The a shiny for, black one. The Ford forecast. <laughs>
0: for Casino royale. <laughs> okay, I started last week. What are you putting in the ball bag this, this week? <laughs>
2: and it's controversial. And if this offends anybody, I profusely apologize a little bit. Um, but I'm putting in specifically netball ball girls. And boys? And boys. Let me finish. Wow. These are your <laughs> oh, fans. No, this, I know. This reminds and you
1: a little bit <laughs> of the Ed Hazard thing against... Okay, I, I was at
2: that match. I was <laughs> at that match live and he wrestled the ball boy for it. But I'd actually like it if our ball girls and boys were a little bit more like that. So a little bit of, you know, you're at the home venue, make it a fortress, make it difficult for the opposition. You're on Swansea's side. Okay, so let's just let's just revert back so that there's context to that. Eden Hazard, Chelsea were playing Swansea in a, I think it was a cup match. Yeah, I think. Up, I think. Uh, Chelsea were chasing the game. Swansea <laughs> were winning, I think protecting a lead. Uh, ball came to the ball boy who grabbed the ball. Uh, well, was on top of the ball on the floor Eden <laughs> Hazard was then it. like trying to kick it from underneath him to grab the ball back okay so Eden Hazard I think he was fined he was the son of the owner
0: or chairman well yeah something
2: anyway. like that what but a anyway legend. a little bit of uh, game now from the ball boy whereas our ball girls oh, are, at, at Dragons games really I'm sorry be-
0: can I just say they're sat on this little tiny like oh, don't, kitchen I know it. They
2: stools s- they stay on there for the whole hour let me tell you, they don't wow. get the ball when they oh, did, when they mean. do when we need it. It's super slow. When the opposition need it, they're like they're like flash.
1: Maybe they're just nice to guests. They were brought up well. No, and but I they, agree with what you're saying. I think
2: us as a franchise are very nice to guests. Very nice.
0: Let's not get you started
2: tired changing didn't. rooms. Okay, let's not. That's another one. But yeah, ball girls and boys, please just be a little bit more proactive for whoever the home team is. Don't just and stand slow there. For and the when away I, team. and when I need to clean the floor because some somebody's fallen and they're they're sweaty. Come on and do it. Come on, come and be a little Cinderella. Yeah, Take your moment. What's the only cleaning
0: you've ever done? Irrelevant, I assume.
1: <laughs> What's going on the ball bag for you?
0: Um, you know in changing rooms when you have a shower? Yeah. Where's this going? You know the taps where you press, and by the time you've pressed it and put your hands on your head to put the foam in your hair, it's off again. Yeah. And you're continually <laughs> on, off, on, off, on, off. I honestly, by the time I she, get warm, you know, I'm cold. You you do the... What a song, FYI. Tune. You do the hokey and pocus. No, you don't turn do it. Why do you do this with Chicago songs? Version. You put
2: a creepy version on it. <laughs> it's
0: like all that jazz meets hokey pokey. It doesn't work. I'm all that jazz. No, come on. Sorry. Um, yeah, I just think they are. I, know, I get it because saving water in the environment oh. and also flooding. But also that
2: moment where it's in your eyes and it goes off
0: and you can't find it
2: and you look at like one of the three blind mice trying to find <laughs> it on
0: the wall and it, you're freezing. You're freezing cold. So now I'm just going to take from now on masking tape. Or something. I and mean, that sounds really dodgy. You're taking masks and not taking masks the shower. Not in a
2: changing room of mine, you're not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's the tape that's really strong? What's it called? Duct tape. Duct tape. Don't gonna... take that in either. Okay, okay but I'm going to. It's just like a scene I've taken.
1: C- cable, t- cable ties on any
0: better. <laughs> oh, <No>! God, Charlie! <laughs> Crikey! <laughs> I'm going to wrap around and that stop, start, top, tap is going to be on start the whole time.
1: I changed gyms because. The showers had that button. What, <laughs>
0: did, what did they do to you with cable ties, Charlie?
1: Nothing. They just had that odd button. I didn't like it. So I changed gyms. You're joking. Genuine. It was one of the reasons I moved gyms. Genuine? Genuine.
0: I think showers, uh, in post-match showers, just the worst thing anyway, aren't they? Some oh of
2: yeah. the rooms I've exactly been in. Hey, tell you what, putting your skins on after a shower after a match.
0: It's Don't harder than GCSEs. Skins. There are other compression Sorry. devices available. Such as Sigvaris, Britain, <laughs> LDD. <laughs> Sorry, that's Beth's normal job, by the way. Yeah, we're recording this on a Tuesday night. It's 10 o'clock at night, isn't it? And you've been working all day. Very hard, selling sucks. Um, yeah, um, so I am i don't know about ball gills, because the poor little things, I think it's really mean. No, what would you do without them? The same
2: as I do now, <laughs> go and get the ball myself.
0: Honest to God, they're just
2: paying for a courtside ticket on a stool. Don't do it, please, just get me the ball.
1: Crikey, Moses. Sorry, guys. I agree. I think they should go in there. Okay. Cheers,
0: Charlie. Well, I know what Charlie's going to say about stop, start showers.
1: I completely agree. Yeah, chuck them in.
0: Chuck them in. Well, there we go. We've got stop, start showers. Paul Ince. Cold sores, cool downs, cats. I feel sorry for the ball girls. and
2: ball girls in there. Oh, no. They're not in great company, are they? No. At least there's a couple of kittens in there. Well, (laughs) not that they go anywhere near to pick them up and bring them in.
0: (laughs) 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 Well, tell you what, ball girls, ball boys, let's be fair. If you improve your performance of the next couple of home matches, Celtic Dragons, you can come out. Come out? Of the ball bag. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do want to come out on another way, oh, for sake, by me. Just leave it. Everyone's leave it. welcome. The world is th- your oyster. This has been Balls Pod. I'm Nia Jones. No, you're the wrong way around. I'm getting this it is, in. This is episode seven. You've been listening to Balls with Beth Fisher and Nia Jones.